Welcome back. It's the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. We're also on your Alexa-enabled devices, so make sure you tell Alexa to play 1017 The Hammer. All right, let's go over to the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. You know him, you love him. He is uh, the best analyst on the Big Ten Network, that's for sure. Rayfeld Davis is back with us, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate that compliment. Well, I, I get concerned. I'll be honest with you. I get concerned. Those under four timeouts, and you guys hit the you get the little studio hit, and uh, cats is I, I don't know how many Red Bulls you guys are feeding cats before those things, but man, he had the Rutgers bus up there, and I I thought he was going to run through a brick wall at the same time with that picture, man. No, I love Andy Katz, man. He's one of the best guys at the network, and uh, he has as much energy as anyone needs. I think one day he wants to run through that Big Ten door <laughs> during one of those under four. So I love working with Andy. Send him out to the wrestling championships or something like that. I feel like he's got the energy for him, man. <laughs> well, hey, man. I think, actually, I think Shane, the wrestling analyst for the Big Ten, I think he pinned Andy once. <laughs> so I put him in the headlock or something. So I think that's cool. Well, big one tonight, man. It's a battle of two top ten teams. It's Wisconsin and Purdue, and the, that number one seed, the Big Ten, on the line here. Uh, I mean, the uh, the conference couldn't have scripted this uh, any better. I- I'm sure Purdue uh, would have liked winning a-, a couple of games back there and not left it up to chance in this game here on the road, but nonetheless, uh, they're there. Uh, going into this matchup for Purdue against Wisconsin, man, what's on top of mind for you? I mean, to me, it's pretty simple. It's Johnny Davis. You stop Johnny Davis, you give yourself a chance. You don't necessarily – and I, when I say stop, I don't mean Johnny Davis is going to have six points. Maybe that's just not realistic. But you want Johnny Davis to take as many shots as he scores points. So if Johnny Davis goes for 25 tonight, you want Johnny Davis to shoot 23, 24, 25 shots. If Purdue can do that and kind of neutralize him, that's how I used to gauge if I had a good defensive game. If I could get – James Blackman Jr. to score 20, but he takes 20 shots. Same with D'Angelo Russell. That means I had a good defensive game. I think that gives them a chance, but I also think Jaden Ivey got some foul trouble in that first game. I think Purdue will be okay. I think that, I think a lot of people are jumping off the cliff, but you stop, you stop Johnny Davis, make it tough for him, you get a body, hit the glass, and you got to take good shots. Wisconsin's going to give you a lot of open shots, but you just got to take the good ones and just move the basketball. But I don't think the one thing I do not think that can happen, you can't go on Madison and have 17 turnovers like we did against Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So I think if you – the keys, keys for me would be Johnny Davis first. I mean, I haven't seen a performance like he had in Mackey in my lifetime. And then you've got to take care of the basketball, don't turn it over. And then if you get a, a little lead, sometimes Purdue can get up 8 or 10 or 12, and then it's kind of take whatever shot you want. So take good shots throughout the game, value the possessions, and I think they'll be fine. Does this defensive performance tonight that you need, does that fall solely on somebody's shoulder? Somebody's got to try to lock him down? Does this have to be like a team effort? How does Purdue go about trying to slow down Johnny Davis? Uh, well, no, it would definitely be a team effort. Purdue does a lot of switching, going through four, so everybody will get a taste of them. Just through Wisconsin's offense, you'll see a lot of switches from Purdue. So I think it'll be a team effort. you got to build a wall. I think like teams like Rutgers, have been been able to build a wall for Johnny Davis, not let him drive the ball just easy to the basket. So always having a body on him, knowing where he is on offense and just finding shooters. Sometimes he can drive the basketball, kick out. So knowing where the shooters are, I like Brad Davis and Chucky Hepburn, 
But it is, everybody's going to get a taste of Johnny Davis. Everybody's got to help build that wall, be where you're supposed to be. Don't start behind the play. But I think, I mean, J.I. J. probably start on him. I think Jay, I think Jaden's athletic enough. He's strong enough. And I think after that first game, you get a guy that scores 40. I know it wasn't 40, but in my book it's 40. A guy that scores, scores 40 on you probably starts to kick in. So I think we may see one of J.I.'s best defensive performances in this game. Has he looked okay to you, Jaden Ivey, as of late? I mean, I know he was dealing with the hip flexor, and it seemed like it's still taking him a little bit to get back in the flow that uh, he seems comfortable with. He doesn't seem like he's been very good from behind the arc as of late. Uh, it just He doesn't seem like he's 100%. When you watch him, does he look like he's 100% or do you feel like he's still dealing with something right now? Uh, he looks fine to me. I think Michigan State guards a little different than other teams in the league. Purdue has been running him off a lot of dribble handoffs and ball screens. Michigan State's one of the only teams that still high hedges and tries to knock you out of your rhythm. But I think he's fine. I think he's, his legs should be back under him for this game as far as his jump shot. I think a lot of people kind of – like I saw someone say he needs to come off the bench, and that is just utterly ridiculous. So I, I think he – you play Jaden Ivey as much as you can, and you let him play through some mistakes. He's still a top-five draft pick, in my opinion. But I, I think he'll be fine. I think this is a game he wakes up for. He doesn't necessarily always doesn't necessarily have two, back, two games where he had turned the ball over that much in a row. I think he just – if he, if he drives to score instead of driving to get fouled, because the, the refs have not been calling that Mm-mm. as much as they maybe should. But if he drives to score, I think, I think he's fine. I mean – he could have a game where he goes off, but I think J.I. is fine. I think he's that type of talent. He got a little frustrated against Michigan State, against Northwestern. Sometimes he plays through his offense a little bit. But I think a game like this, knowing how good Johnny Davis is, knowing what they're playing for, I mean, Jay Nivey's still in the race for Big Ten Player of the Year. I think he has one of his better ones tonight. And I also think Eric Hunter, Eric Hunter Jr., I think he'll see some Johnny Davis too. I think Eric can use his quickness on Johnny Davis as long as he doesn't get taken down on that block. I think both of those guys should have a good opportunity on him. Talking with Rayvel Davis on our Hammerhead Hotline, uh, a lot of uh, panicky fans in the uh, in the Purdue fan base here, Rayvel, yeah. like to point out to the uh, uh, the old uh, this Ken Palm metric about how the defensive efficiency has been so poor, you know, down in the hundreds and stuff. And, and yet, I, I've been on the show contending here that if you're scoring eighty plus some a game. It doesn't really. It doesn't matter a ton to me. Um, not to mention, when you look at the win-loss record, what five losses? Four of them, Ray, have been essentially buzzer beaters, right? So, uh, how, how yeah. much weight do you put on uh, a stat like that that says uh, Purdue is just not that tremendous on the defensive side of the ball? I mean, I don't put that big of a stat on there. I mean, you look it back. I think Rob's one of Rob's years. They were in the hundreds. I don't know if people paid attention to Kim Palm. I think that was Robbie's. Last year, Robbie and Lujak's last year, they were in the hundreds and in and and defense, but they're in the top ten in offense. I mean, they they lost. They should have beat Kansas in that tournament, but they lost to the Kansas team. So, I mean, I, I don't put too much weight into that. I mean, they can score the ball with the best of them. And Purdue's defense is all, in my, in my head, it's all about keeping the ball in front. Sometimes their guards just get beat off the dribble and it puts you in rotations, or guys will start behind the play. So it's fixable things. But, yeah, they they can score the ball the way they score, and Sasha's not going to shoot it that poorly again. They can outscore anyone in the country, and they know the defensive principles. And we've seen them start to play better on the defensive end. I mean, you the last few games, they've been better. But, I mean, I don't I don't put any. You see what got – I mean, to me, 
and this may sound random, but you go to Rutgers, and that's where dreams go to die. Mm-hmm. And you can, and Coach Coach Peichel, when when I first met him a couple months ago, the first thing he said he was not the coach when I played against Rutgers, but the first thing he said to me was, "Your senior year, you guys beat us by fifty, and you out rebounded us by forty. He wasn't even there, so he still remembers those days before he was there. He takes that seriously. So Purdue comes into that arena. He remembers that night. He reminds his none of his players were on that team. I think Geo came that next year. So he has that type of energy. He has that type of memory that those guys play very hard at Rutgers. And to lose on a buzzer beater there is nothing to to hang your hat on. I mean, everybody's lost at Rutgers this year. And then if anybody, if anybody thinks it's easy to go into Michigan State and to East Lansing and win a game, they just don't watch college basketball. I mean, Michigan State is one of the hardest places to play at. Izzo's one of the toughest coaches to play against. They had a great game plan. Izzo, I mean, Michigan State was a desperate team. They had nothing to lose. They had lost five or six. You just knew they were eventually going to get them one. And they played hard. They played Michigan State branded basketball. So I don't, I don't feel any way about those two losses. And I, like you said, it's only five losses on the season. I mean, I, it, I was on Twitter the year we came last place in the Big Ten. And it's a little worse now than it was then. And that just makes no sense to me, honestly. Uh, you know, I, I get what you're getting at there. In the back of my head, I go, you know what? It actually does make perfect sense to me because that's the world we live in right now. But I, I 100% get what you're putting down on that. And uh, I agree with you, man. It's getting ridiculous. Uh, you know, you hopefully you get through tonight's game. You get that W in Wisconsin. To have the season wrap up at home in Mackey against Indiana for the Big Ten title and to possibly keep Indiana out of the tournament, uh, what kind of a dream scenario would that be for you as a player to be in? If I was playing, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you, you couldn't oh, script a better. Gonna, oh yeah. Oh, I mean, that, yeah. that that would be like literally everything you could possibly dream about as a Purdue player, right? Oh no, one hundred percent. Just I think back to. Would have, would have been Biggie's sophomore year, PJ's junior year, that year, my first year out of Purdue. They win the Big Ten Championship against Indiana inside Mackey. I'm sitting in my apartment in Atlanta, and it probably was one of the half. well, after the game, during the game, a little stressful, but after the game, <laughs> probably one of the happiest I've been. So, I mean, I think it's great. You've got to get win the game today, and then you have the opportunity to win the league against your rivals. You can't really, you can't really have a better – storyline than that and I think the guys will be up for that game especially being a team that lost the the winning streak against Indiana mm-hmm. I think they I think they come to play but for the fans for the university for just the rivalry I think that'd be a special game because if you're Indiana and you're Rob Fennessy how great would it be to stop Purdue from winning the Big Ten championship so I think they're going to have that same type of energy which is going to just Make make Mackie crazy, and I'm a, I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, I can't wait. I got tickets for that game to give away later on this week, so you want to make sure you're listening. Ray Fell Davis again, uh, the best th- there is on the Big Ten Network. I I'm telling you right now, he represents his university like none other. He is tremendous. Ray, hey, I know you're a busy guy. You got so much stuff. Hey, before we let you go, real quick, uh, are we gonna? Are, I'm assuming you're gonna have a busy summer. Are we gonna get some more camps coming around sometime soon? Maybe. Yeah, we're. Planning our spring break camp, we're watching um, registrations are a little low right now. What we want to do with that, but yeah, we're definitely going to have our three summer camps in the summer in West Lafayette, and we're going to put those together, put those out soon. Our spring break camp 
practice with the Big Ten. I wasn't able to market it as much as I, I should have been able to. But hopefully we can t- we can do that one. That one is scheduled to be March 21st and 22nd. But then we'll release our, our summer schedule here soon. But I'm definitely going to keep the camps going. It definitely brings a lot more value now that I'm with the Big Ten. I can show the kids instead of just telling them that you don't have to just be the basketball player. Like a lot, I've got messages this morning from kids in my neighborhood telling me that they want to be analysts for basketball. So I think it's been super cool, and I'm definitely going to keep all of that stuff going. That's what I really love to do and giving back to the kids. So we got to keep that going. And you can bring Andy Katz along there, and he can teach the kids how to draw uh, how to draw those uh, buses, those <laughs> Rutgers buses. There, it's a full service camp. I love that bus, man. I'm still on the I'm still on the Andy Katz Rutgers bus. I think they um, they should be in the tournament, and I think they're surprising people. Right, we're going to keep on watching on the Big Ten Network, man. We love seeing you on there. Uh, everybody everybody I talk to loves seeing you, and uh, you do such a great job, man. Please keep up the great work. Rafael Davis, buddy, it's always a pleasure. We're going to have you back on again soon. I appreciate it.